Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Titled EPS 2.2 underscore init underscore one dot ASEC. Oh, that one actually wasn't too bad. More of those, please. Uh, <laughs> anyway, bunch of stuff going on in this episode. Lots to talk about here. First and foremost, so we get our opening flashback, as is customary at this point with season two episodes. And this flashback goes all the way back to the creation of F-Society, to the genesis of F-Society as a concept. And it's mind-boggling how, I don't want to say mundane, but how innocent, like, its origins are. Like, literally, this flashback is Darlene comes over demands to hang out with Elliot, the two of them watch a movie, and it's one that they're big fans of and watched in childhood, which, from little clips of it, uh, I'm just gonna say it, they probably shouldn't have watched it as children. (laughs) Like, just from the clips they watched, this is, like, not child-appropriate. But they watched it anyway. And then Darlene's just, like, fooling around. Uh, She has Elliot dress up in their dad's Mr. Robot jacket. And a mask from the film. Turns out the F-Society mask is from a movie. And Elliot puts these on and then starts monologuing about how they could take down E-Corp. Except in this flashback, he does call it Evil Corp because we have not yet reached the point where Elliot's just ashamed of this whole hacking endeavor and wants to deny everything about that. It's great. It's brilliant. It's an amazing sequence. And I love it so much. It's so exquisitely handled. It's just amazing. It's a really, really phenomenal opening sequence. 
And then we go to present day. And this episode delivers one of my favorite subplots in all of Mr. Robot. I am, of course, discussing the chess match. The chess match between Elliot and Mr. Robot. This is a specter hanging over this entire episode. Uh, Elliot and Ray just do some chess games. And Ray suggests that to improve, he should play against himself. Mr. Robot takes this literally and is like, Hey, let us play a chess match... Uh, for control over us. If you win, I go away forever. If I win, you just F off into oblivion. And so Elliot spends the entire episode almost just deciding, should I accept this challenge? Should I not? Some people are giving him advice. Uh, Krista's like, no, don't do this. This is super unhealthy. Uh, Leon's like, hey, like, if you're gonna battle for existence, you need to, like, look forward to the future. See what you are fighting for. Uh, see if you have something to look forward to. If this is worth doing. And Elliot has this great sequence where he looks forward to what his future could be. Where all of this is just a, is just a distant memory, uh, and he connects with friends and family. Everyone's happy. Uh, you see, uh, Angela in this. You see Darlene and Cisco. You see, uh, Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd from All Safe comes back. Uh, Tyrell and his family are in it. Uh, Ray's in it. For some reason, Bill, from the, the whole Steel Mountain fiasco, is in this fantasy? Why is Bill there? What? But we have this fantasy, and Elliot's like, yeah, this is worth fighting for. So we finally get to the chess match, and it's this really tense moment between Elliot and Mr. Robot as they... Literally play for the right to exist. And we get a stalemate. And then another stalemate. And then another stalemate. And eventually Elliot realizes no one can win. Like we're two halves of one whole. Like the whole point of chess is to think past your opponent's next move but you can't do that if your opponent is yourself so this all was just an elaborate scheme by Mr. Robot to show Elliot that fighting him is a waste of time we are always going to be at this impasse no one can win out over the other. It's just not possible. It's great. It's really phenomenal. I love, 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 love this subplot so much. It's so freaking incredible. 
while all this is happening, uh, we're getting some fallout from Dom finding the arcade. Word leaks out fast. Uh, Cisco contacts Darlene and is like, hey, so the FBI just found your arcade. And they know about Romero. You might be screwed. Just so you know. Like, we think they have a surveillance program. And we think they have you under surveillance. We think you might be owned. Now, naturally, Darlene's freaking out over this. In fact, in that opening flashback, it was revealed that Darlene has panic attacks. So that's a thing. But Darlene desperately calls Elliot and is like, Hey, look, I know you're isolating yourself, but you need to get on chat. You need to find a way to get on a computer, get in a chat, uh, and we can talk about this colossally horrible thing that's happening. I need you right now. Everything's going to shit. And so where does Elliot go first? Ray. Remember when Ray offered Elliot the chance to, you know, uh, help him with a computer issue he was having? Well, he accepts that position and uses the opportunity to get in chat. Now, interestingly enough, as soon as he accepts this, this random thug just waltzes right in and just sits in the room with Elliot to watch him. And Ray's talking about how he values discretion and wants him not to poke around where he doesn't need to. For obvious reasons, this sets off oh so many alarm bells. Elliot immediately is like, okay, this is suspicious as shit. But I can't afford to deal with this right now. I need to get on chat. And Darlene tells her, uh, Darlene tells him about the whole FBI thing. And he's like, wait for my instructions. And then he proceeds to begin hacking the FBI. So yeah, things have escalated, to say the least. Uh, During all this, uh, we have Angela doing her thing. Uh, Apparently she did release the information because those two execs she met are carried off in handcuffs immediately. And then she meets with her lawyer and is like, okay, Price is playing some sort of game. We need to figure out what it is. Like, he's clearly buttering me up for something. And they look through and they find this little thing. Apparently E-Corp in the 
negotiations is very bullish on this one thing. The class wants this one thing, E-Corp doesn't want it, and they are willing to bend over backwards to have that not be there. And so this whole scheme, in Angela's mind, this whole scheme was to get Angela to convince the class not to have that in there. And so Angela goes to Price and is saying, okay, you're buttering me up because of this? Well, if you want it, I want this, 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 and this. And Price is just like, no, this is all in your head. And just walks away. And Angela's like, wait, what? What just happened? Also, Joanna. Joanna's got a weird thing going. Joanna's got her usual weirdness. Uh, Apparently, she's paying someone off to not say anything about something. She's running out of funds. E-Corp hasn't released Tyrell's severance package. She goes to Scott and is like, hey, what the hell? And Scott's like, your husband murdered my wife. I'm not giving you shit. And then just walks away. And then Joanna, like, goes to her... To her off-the-books lover. And then the lover's just like... I could, I'm going to take you on a trip to Europe or something. It's going to be great. And Joanna just gives this brutal backhanded compliment of, yeah, I, I'm seeing you because you're a goddamn loser and can't give me any of those things. And I don't need you to give me any of those things. So, stay in your lane, loser. Like, it's just like... Um... How is this meant to be taken? Is this a romantic monologue? Is this a flat-out insult? It's... Very up in the air. Also, uh, Price and White Rose are on a call together... And they're arguing about what step to take next. Uh, They have different visions of where to go. Uh, What the next stages should be. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's the episode. Goddamn. This episode. I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie and say this isn't, like, transition-y in nature. But goddamn, that chess match subplot. It's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, this episode is so good, if for no other reason than that. And the opening flashback. Like, aside from that, it is mostly just setting up the next few episodes. But damn. Damn that chess match. And damn that opening flashback. Both of those. So freaking amazing. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app 
you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 5. Talk to you then.